This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan this morning. And, and let's let's go, Dan. Let's get up. Got to get it. And we're bringing these studies now on a home. We looked at man as the head of the home. Christ is the head of man. And we saw there how the Lord ordained the first home, that man was supposed to be the head of it, and the woman was supposed to be in subjection to the man. Today, we have a turned-upside-down uh, nation. Many of our men are not taking charge of their homes and laying down the rules and abandoning uh, getting their children together and reading and praying with them. The mothers, many of them now, are working out on the job somewhere, and that's okay if that's what it has to be. I'm not criticizing you, but I'm just, just pointing out that our homes are all out of whack. All of this being so, our children are left to roam the streets or whatever. Nobody at home when they come home from school. And uh, they just they just run out in the, in the world. And uh, all of this, uh, I see so many of them now uh, getting, you know, drinking and smoking. And those children, they're just children, 13, 14 years old, my friend. Some folks call me old fool for calling your attention to that. But my friend, can't you see? Can't you see what's happening? Don't you see at all what's happening? Are you are you that blind that you? Well, I don't see nothing wrong with the average family. Well, you don't, my friend. Do you ever watch the court records in the in the newspaper? Do you ever watch the court records? I do. I scan the court records. I see I see people being arrested for drinking and driving that I know and the children know. I know that seventeen, eighteen years old, all of those things, and then we have. The schools have let down the bars on so many things. They have uh, dances at school where they have liquor there and, they, uh, and and marijuana and smoking. And Do you not even acknowledge that we're in a terrible shape? Now, in our last study, I read you these verses in Second Timothy. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, and disobedient to parents. Now, I could spend a week right there on that one verse talking about uh, men being lovers of their own selves. Why is that? Why, why, why is that? Because they've never seen themselves as a sinner. They think there's somebody come. That's the man's nature. He thinks he's uh, hot stuff, so to speak. And then covetous, Naturally, robbing God. That's right. Covetous. Oh, my friend. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. And then we come to our subject. Disobedient to parents. Our children are growing up. Disobedient to parents. I don't know what I would do if one of mine disobeyed me. I don't know what I'd do back then when I was coming up. Because I was taught to obey. And my, my folks, my dad and my mother, we had to obey them. And we didn't know what sassing back was. Oh, my friend, there's nothing, nothing any more grotesque than a sassing child. Sassing child. And I, I tell you, this little incident, a lady had a bad boy that wouldn't mind, and she'd bring him to church. Every time he had cut up, she'd get after him about it. And he told her one day, he said, Mama, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down on the outside, but on the inside I'm standing up. Well, he was in rebellion against his mother against the church, against the world, against, against everything that was right. But, my friend, how many, how many children do that now? The Bible says, the scripture that we read was, to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition 
of the Lord, in that nurturing, that that being kind and gentle to the children and, and letting them know that you love them. Do you tell your children you love them? Uh, do you do that, my friend? Do you, do you just tell them you love them? You know, I do that. Grandpa, I love you, darling. Okay, Grandpa, I love you too. My friend, listen. Listen, don't be afraid to tell your children that you love them. You make them mine. Make them mine with the voice of authority. And But look, don't wait till they get 14 years old. We noticed in this verse that in the closing days, I believe that's the days we're living in now, in religious life, that in the closing days, this disobedience to parents is a prevalent sin. Now, I know that. I, I believe that with all my heart. Paul here is not talking about the world or the children or families in the world. No, he's talking about the children in the church, the church families. We're living in those days right now as we speak. I've never seen as much rebellion in the hearts of children of our church families in all my life. And these children belong to our churches. They do. They've been brought up in the churches under high-pressure decision days in Sunday school, training union, daily vacation Bible school, and such like. And they've uh, padded our church roads with unsaved individuals. That's right. Let me, let me just maybe mention this to you. Maybe I haven't said it in a long time. But the average Protestant church that I know of, they have what they call decision days. And it and it, preacher tells his Sunday school teachers, now get all the children ready. Yeah, make sure they want to trust Jesus. And then they have this, because we're going to have decision days next Sunday. And y'all want to, teacher tells the children, said y'all want to make the preacher happy, don't you? You want to make the mom and daddy happy, don't you? You know, they all say, yeah. Say, well, when the pastor's going to have decision days next Sunday. So next Sunday come along, and somewhere during the, during the service, uh, the pastor asked how many of the children want to trust Jesus, and a whole flock of them do. They bring them down to the front and let them stand up there so the parents and Momo and Papa can see them, and then they baptize them, and they call that salvation. Those children go through life thinking that's the day they were saved when they joined that church, made a, made a decision for Jesus. My friend, that's the most diabolical, ungodly thing that ever happened. And I'll take my destiny that they're not saved and for most probably never will be because Satan has them blinded to the fact that they're lost and undone. Oh, my friend, I, I know, I know I'm getting off my subject a little bit, but that's why we have the ungodly, unruly children in our, in our church. They have never known Holy Spirit conviction. They're foreigners to repentance. Therefore, they're not saved. They're disobedient unto their parents, uh, disobedient to their, because their wills have never been broken. They can't be taught the Bible. As a whole, they don't love to read the Bible. Cannot understand it. Why? Because they've never been born again. They're not saved. Why have they not been born? Why are they not saved? They've never been awakened to the fact that they're lost sinners. And some, some unsaved pastor or youth leader will lead them to trust Jesus, as they call it, and call that salvation, my friend, to call that salvation. It's the greatest misnomer that ever was, my friend. Our present-day so-called child evangelism is a farce. It's an abomination in the sight of God. It makes a child two, four more a child of hell than he was before. So many churches today are sending their children on Wednesday night and Sunday nights off to the moving pictures somewhere in another room watching TV. 
Oh, my friend, it's a church house. They got a room for a television screen or a movie screen in the church houses. And while the preacher's preaching, so-called preaching, they send their children into that place to, to watch a movie. Watch a movie, my friend. I know one of my oldest granddaughter was going to a, a good, sound school that we knew of, and it was a religious thing. The church owned the school, and uh, she played uh, volleyball after school, and we went by there on Wednesday evening to pick her up, take her to church with us. So one evening we was there waiting for her to get through, and when the ball game was over, they started rolling in all sorts of drums and, and speakers and all that kind of stuff into the, into the gym. So when we got outside, I asked her, I said, darling, what is all that? Oh, she said, oh, Papa, they have what they call contemporary church here. They, they, the old folks go in the auditorium, and the young people come out here, and they, they have this rock music and band, dance and a Christian dance, they call it, right there in that big church. It's over there today. They're doing it today, no doubt. But my friend, that, that's what the Paul, Apostle Paul here is speaking of. He says, disobedient to parents. Well, the first thing, the parents are not obedient. Now, I want to tell you, I believe that we're facing the darkest hours we've ever faced with our children. Our children are, 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 the, are the object of Satan's uh, wrath, my friend. God help us. I wish you fathers and mothers would wake up. Wake, make up your minds, especially those of you who claim to be saved, that you'll not go to heaven and leave your children behind. Some of you are taking the road of least resistance by saying if God's going to save them, he's going to save them. Or there's nothing I can do. That shows spiritual laziness, my friend, to the nth degree. On the other hand, you say they won't listen to me. I tell you one who they'll listen to, my friend. You cry for their deliverance. The children are our responsibility. And I know, I know that I'm criticized all the time, my friend, by the stand that we take. But listen. The Lord is on the throne, and I tell you that, my dad, don't let them go. Don't let your children go. Oh, listen, I, I beg of you, don't let them go. And I praise the Lord that he's able to save children just as well as he is others. But mother, don't let your girl go. Don't let your son go, my friend. Be true to his soul. Be true to his soul. I, I've criticized oftentimes for uh, doing things with my children when they were growing up going to high school ball games with them on occasion or going those things some old old long nose call and criticize me for that but my friend where's where's your children where's your children i have three three children two girls and a boy and as i brought them up they all graduated from high school and college and i always knew right where they were i never had to worry about at night where they were and i never saw one of them smoke a cigarette i never saw one of them drink a bottle of beer I never heard one of them utter a four-letter word. My friend, you say, well, that's braggadocia. I'm straight. I'm proud of them. I love them. Now I've got grandchildren coming up in that same mode because it's, it's, it's Christ or hell, my friend. Don't let them go. Don't let Satan have your children. Oh, my friend, we told you a story in that last message or two about the man who stopped by a wreck and, and, and wondered how in the world it could have been a bunch of whiskey bottles and and stuff broken and glass everywhere. And he went on home. And when he got home, went to his liquor cabinet to get a, uh, get him a drink. And one of his girls had written him a note, said, Dad, I didn't think you'd mind if we got a couple of bottles out of your cabinet. It was his daughter and some others in that wreck, my friend. Isn't that awful? Wouldn't that be terrible if that happened to you? Don't, don't throw your children away, my friend. Don't let Satan take them. 
Don't do that. The old trailblazer loves them. I love them. I'll be praying for them. You write me and let me know if these messages mean anything to you. If you see anything that I'm doing is right, let me know. Let me know. Maybe you think I'm not. Let me know if you will. I, I, won't, I won't fuss with you, but I'd love to hear from you. I would. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested in these type of services, help me with this broadcast, if you will. We could go on some new station. But if you like, these messages are on CDs. We put five on one CD. I'll offer them for $1 per CD plus post. You can buy it and give it to your family, your tr- your friends, your neighbors, and, and tell them. Say, the old trailblazer here is concerned about our children. I want you to listen to these CDs. But if you would, let me just bid you goodbye at this time. And remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here is area code 225-664-8658. And uh, someone called me the other day and said, I can't believe you picked up the phone, Trailblazer. Well, that's what I do when the girls are all busy. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.